built Ford tough. It isn't just a slogan. It's an attitude that runs deep in the history of Ford truck engineering and has produced America's popular lineup of rugged and dependable Ford pickups. That lineup is even bigger and more affordable with the 2020 Ford Ranger, tested under conditions more extreme than you would ever likely encounter. Ford engineers set a grueling test regimen to prepare the new Ford Ranger for the demands of all-terrain travel. Durability trials on roads so punishing that robots were called in to do the driving. Days of constant shaking in the lab to help identify and reduce squeaks and rattles and to tune suspension parts and body mounts for durability and performance. The 2020 Ford Ranger, it's more than up to the challenge of taking on your toughest test. You can find the new Ford Ranger as well as our entire 2020 roundup at Ford.com. Ford, over 40 years of built Ford Tough. And what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast, episode number 115. And in today's episode, myself, Eric, and Trico break down every little thing down to the minuscule match. Besides the pre-shows, because for some reason, one of them was like five matches long, and we have a lot of matches to touch on. We're talking about that. We're talking the national title wins in an NCAA. We are talking some unfortunate, like, tides within the whole legacy. We are talking some interesting collabs. We have and a whole lot more. So stay tuned and we will see y'all in three, two, And what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast. My name is Mr. D.L. Kidanis, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mr. Trico Fullerton and Mr. Eric Goldstein. What's up, boys? Happy Good Friday, y'all. Bruh, we are Easter season. I wish we could say the... uh, same for everything else. I'm Jewish. So, oh, wow. I forgot Easter was in. <laughs> no, Bro, you I ain't got to worry. You rich. Y'all taking over the world. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about that. Shut it, both y'all. Move on. <laughs> Man, my Sunday's going to be long. I just realized that. I'm serving in... I just realized that, but man, here we go. And I realized that on air. But other than that, how y'all feeling though? Um, I mean, other than the fact that Vince is back in power, I'm all right. Which we'll get to. Mitch emotion about where many a weekend, but we'll touch on that. Mitch emotion. We'll touch on that creatively. We won't touch on that in the traditional way that we've been talking about because we got an idea on that, how to do that from now on from Eric. It's just this of all weeks, we're talking about 50 matches just shy of. I will get to how we're going to do that in a minute. Uh, 
I'm at least glad the Ass Boys aren't tag team champions anymore. Well, let's hop into the mainstream and we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, they wish upon themselves. Let's hop into the mainstream highlights and talk about it, okay? Because FTR are the new AEW World Tag Team Champions, and their contracts may be up in the air, but they are the tag champs. Yeah. And, of and course, like I tried to tell them, when FTR said they was going to put their careers on a line, you already knew. It wasn't their in-ring career. It was just their AEW run. Bruh, John Monty is working without a contract. Oh God! Oh God! Let's not get into that again because Tony Khan's an idiot for that. Because Mox even said he could have returned at SummerSlam last year and on Lundra Blaze the freaking title, and Tony Khan could do nothing about it. Good grief! And then yeah, Jay White. After the shillelagh heard around the world, became all all elite last night. Which I'm actually for, and with stuff we're going to talk about later, I'm actually very happy he did. And then Jessica Elibon, the former Jesse Kamea of the Robert Stone brand, made her debut in Sardom as a, the newest member of Club Venus, which I'm like, from Robert Stone brand to being a part of one of the newer factions in Stardom that kind of looks like they are going to be in a lot of storylines coming up post All-Star Dream Queendom, which we'll get to in a little while, um, which we'll preview in a little while with Secure Genesis. And then, oh boy, Trika, I know you're ready for this one. The end of the 2023 NBA regular season next weekend. Yep, because um, the playing tournament starts on and then, then next the 11th. Week. The 11th. Yeah, yeah that, that starts next week. And then after that, then we'll have the, the official playoffs that are about to begin. On the 15th. Yeah. Which is crazy. Now, they actually in this Sunday. What I say next Sunday? My bad. Because I was yeah. looking at my uh, notes. Now I got them mixed up. And then for IU fans and IU basketball alumni, Bob Knight was hospitalized over the weekend. The legendary IU coach over un- with undisclosed reasons. Obviously, the man had been involved with college basketball for over three decades and is in his 80s something happened do i care to know do people care to know yes but do the should the family have to disclose that to the state of indiana oh heck nah so shout out to him prayers him and glad he's back home for now but yeah and then unfortunately one half of the Bushwhacker, Bushwhackers, Bushwhacker Butch passed away over the week. And then speaking of world champions, or should I say national champions in this case, 
Shout out to LSU women's basketball and UConn men's basketball teams for winning the 2023 national championships. I saw that. Nobody called me on it. My computer's been acting up. And then now we got to talk about something a bit dark and bigotry. So at WrestleCon, apparently over a few comments from, sadly, Rick's WWE Hall of Famer Rick Steiner for Giselle Shaw. And literally, the idea of just not being or not accepting innocence of the LGBTQIA plus community to the point where the comments of he's a man, he's a man were thrown at Giselle directed by yeah. Steiner. Yeah, I was gonna say, like from how from the comments that I read that she posted. Not only Giselle, but from some that were involved with Impact that were there, because I know Gia yeah. Miller and possibly Ace Austin were both at re- the WrestleCon panels that this happened at. Yeah, they were. Gia and a few them. others were the ones that were trying to console Giselle as Rick was saying all this crap. Yeah, Ace was trying to tell him to stop and to calm down and that it wasn't the place to do it. And he immediately turned to Ace and started calling him a faggot. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's it's kind of I don't want to say it's a sticky situation, just because I mean, unfortunately, nowadays, especially fucking boomers, they like to have their opinion heard, whether it's the right opinion or the wrong opinion. And the part that they're not understanding nowadays is it's not like how it was back in the 1960s, where you can say whatever the fuck you want. And then unless like either a newspaper outlet or an actual news outlet was to actually be reported about it, then nobody else is really going to know. We have this magical thing called the Internet now, where literally all it takes is one person to make a posting about it. And then you're done. Because like somebody, especially with Giselle, especially with the following that Giselle has already built up. Yeah, she just has to make one comment like that and then have a couple of the people in the Impact locker room backing her up. And, I mean, nobody's going to want anything to do with him now. Even WWE is probably going to be iffy with wanting to work with him now. Well, considering what they did with his son, which we'll get to in a little bit, he's kind of done. And that's and that's why I say for people who are in the, um, the entertainment industry or anything else, just like... Keep your um your personal stuff private to you. Be careful what you say around anything because, like you said, Eric, uh, there is social media, and they will find a way to get to to try to cancel you. And you know, everything since twenty twenty got to be very political about things. Oh yeah, Giselle's um coming out and saying she was transgender was public knowledge because she recently came out, I want to say, within the last year. Yeah. Yeah, no, she came out, like, about, I think, a year or two ago, um, coming out as transgender. Yeah, which was a big moment. I'm not... And I'll say this, and I say this all the time, she's one of those people that 
<clears throat> identifies, and when I say this, not having your sexuality be the character, she's a straight diva. Yeah. And that's her character. Uh, yeah. No, 100%. So, like, the thing is, is that of all people for you to come at, you're going to come at her. Yeah, it was just... I mean, he's lucky he didn't go after Nyla because because Nyla ain't the type that'll just go on Twitter and start ranting and complaining. She powerbombed oh. his ass through a fucking table and then go and complain on Twitter. Yeah, we'd have another awesome Kong bubble of Sponge moment. <laughs> Which, that was hilarious. The first time I heard about that whole situation, I'm like, Hulk Hogan, why are the are you still here? <laughs> right, hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. Overall, it's a pretty sticky situation, like I said. Um, but like I said before, you know, with those types of when you got those types of opinions, like you kind of just need to keep them to yourself. It's not near. It's not really something that. It's not really something you need to be yelling out at the top of your lungs in a crowded room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of R. Kelly at this point. You need to be, like, in public settings playing R. Kelly music. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. That's where stuff like that is. And in conclusion, Rick Steiner, you're an idiot. Yeah, so we're going to move on to something even more sticky because Endeavor Media Group has purchased, is in the process of purchasing WWE for 21, it's for about $9 billion. So with their merge, the quote unquote merger that they bought UFC, the UFC for was around $12 million. So and all in all, they're about to have a media conglomerate for over $21 billion. If everything goes through, which obviously they got to talk WWE has to clear it with their shareholders, or at least give them knowledge of it legally. So, and they're expecting the deal to be finalized and to be official by the end of 2023. So... Nothing else to say regarding that. It's just Endeavor bought the company. Crazy. Man. Huh? I don't know. I don't I don't particularly agree with how they're doing it just because of the fact that I don't really see I don't really see Triple H getting any type of power from how they're explaining it. And yeah, I just I don't like it because of the fact that it's like when this whole situation came about, he you know, he ended up kind of he ended up taking over. He brought the numbers back up to how they used to be. And like they've now actually been seeing like higher numbers than they've ever seen before. So it's like when you got someone like that that's helping your company day in and day out, like how are you just gonna be like, okay, thanks, bye? Well, when you have a power hungry and money hungry billionaire well, with the promotion, things kind of go like that. I hope he drops dead soon. Hey, like, I've been, like, I've been telling everybody it was never about the sale of the company. It was all about Vince trying to get back in power. Never. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. 
And speak of the double, let's talk about these Mania Weekend returns. The big one is Vince is back in creative control. It was kind of fishy at Mania with that end of that uh, main event and how night two went down anyway at WrestleMania. But I think we can all agree it was pretty obvious that Vince took over with the fact there were multiple script rewrites and multiple script rewrites and the fact Omos like killed Elias and we're still no closer to putting a number one contender on Bianca. But yet, ooh, we can tease a match between Rhea and Bianca. Yeah, that, you can one you you can easily tell that that episode was uh was booked by Vince. Yeah, and as soon as I realized it, the only two that went over and they're both heels now were Brock and Roman. And they just wrote off their biggest baby face they had if they are turning if they since they turned Brock. They oh, just yeah, because like who's a bigger baby face right now since they did that with Brock than Cody? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah. So it's just a bad situation. And I'm not happy about him. But at least I wish he would have done what his goofball son did, which was returning mania just to blow out his quads. <laughs> but thanks to Snoop. Who, uh, and uh, we'll talk about that whole situation in a minute. Bro, we already on that situation. What are you talking about? We already on that situation. What are you talking about? When we rape the matches, Trico, because ironically, the whole thing is a match on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, bro, are you? How you not see it was a match? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! The whole thing is a match, so we are talking about it later when we do these star ratings. <laughs> so we're and gonna first move up, on. Let me just uh, say this: like, did anyone expect uh, if this was back? The ain't y'all expect the Cody to win after what Cody did going to AEW. No, well, no, starting AEW and trying to do a rival promotion. And the using really the word think- wrestling constantly. That's all you need to yeah. say. He kept he's he's the one that brought the word wrestling back to WWE programming. And the reason other promotions got part of the reason other promotions are getting, like, mentioned on WWE programming. Granted, I know that's a Triple H call to give context to, like, where these guys guys and girls have been, but wow. And then Monday Night Raw only saw the return of Matt Riddle and a Speedle. Speedo. Bro. Just a beat-up Miz for the third night in a row. Like, yeah. stop. He's already dead. Yep, fuck the Miz. Fuck the Miz. I'm not doing that, but okay. Fuck the Miz. And then... You two stop. 
And then and I, it's, the, I mean, seriously, even in the graphic I posted yesterday announcing about Matt Riddle, I even wrote a description. Matt Riddle made his return to WWE last night on Raw, interrupting the biz, parentheses, thank you, and then ensuing to brawl and hit him with the bro Derek. My only thing is Miz got the same vortex as uh, the freaking JS right now. My other JS thing is and where Cody was a few years ago. Like my every new is, guy or returning guy, babyface, has to feud with them at some point. Well, my, return. Well, Which, my other thing all that is, randomness that scared me when Cole came back and started a beef with Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Well, my other thing is the fuck is up with Vince's pencil stash? It's creepy as hell. So I guess we Bro, don't he looked like he looked like Goldman's from the Adams family. So, before you two get any further, let me say this. I guess we don't need to say who showed up back in creative control, but Vince is back fully, not only on the executive board of WWE, but he's also back in full creative control, most likely, of the entire WWE. Now you two can rant. Then I'll get to my NXT returns. You happy? I genuinely just don't get it. Like, it literally does not make sense. Why? Why are they? I I mean, I understand, you know, it's his company. It's just the fact that, like, you know, numbers have been up. Like, ratings have been up. Money has been up. Like, who in their right mind thought that this was a good idea? Bro, if you guys have been watching the show the recent months, Especially on, on the road or mania, all you gotta do is just watch the show and you can tell who's booking what show, what segment, and what match. You can tell, oh, that is Triple H. Oh, you can tell that is Vince. Like, just watch the show and y'all see who it is. Y'all will see. It's unfortunate, though, though how easily we can tell that. But yeah. Vince being back and the fact that Beck Seth was literally out in the middle of everything telling crew like, hey, we got some uh, rewrites again. There's more rewrites on camera and it and people were wasn't on camera directly, but people literally had their phones and caught Seth Rollins. Go out there, show up, laugh, leave, and give out new directions toward, to the crew. I'm like, oh, God. If this is what we have to look forward to. Um, I'm an AEW fan. Not how people want to be changing companies. How others wanted to change promotion, Sarah Loyalty. Because others wanted to change it for the simple fact of... Uh, they hate Brock. Well, like yeah, they, that too. And the fact, like, the only two that are over right now are legit Lesnar and Roman again. Because, like, yeah. who else is going to get screen time? Because <clears throat> Ronda's off TV because she's in a tag team right now, and apparently her partner got hurt. Charlotte's taking a hiatus. 
And unless they really like Vince really invested in Judgment Day, he's not going to put Rhea over. Hell, she's probably going to dye her hair, like take the black hair dye out and re dye her hair blonde. And then if she doesn't touch his pee pee, then she's going to get bumped down. Unfortunately. And then we're going to try and move past Vince's crotch for a second. Thanks, Eric, for that visual. But the returns on NXT were actually two that were warranted as we saw the return of Core Jade, which she jumped the new NXT champion, which we'll talk about, NXT Women's Champion, which we'll talk about after the break, and the return of someone that is a huge fan of Alicia Fox. The return of Noam Dar to NXT. Now that I, I, forgot he, I, I forgot he still exists. NXT UK, bro. NXT UK. That's all I'm going to say about that one. But yeah. Moving on to a card that if it doesn't go one particular way in a show, in a particular match, Gato might be hated just as much as Vince by women's wrestling fans after the stunny pulled in January. Because talking about Secure Genesis, and we're going to go over the card, they are starting with a Grand Prix celebration, which will not reveal who all the participants are until they make their entrance, which I don't know too much about Japanese culture or how this whole celebration six person, six man tag is going to go. So I can't comment that much, but okay. And then you've got the United empire versus the house of torture. Woohoo. Moving on. LIJ versus Just Five Guys and a six man. Then you've got GOD and Master Watto versus LP, Kenta, and Eric's favorite Bullet Club member, David Finley. Fuck David Finley. See how much he loves him? Little bitch. And then you've got the match. I think this card's gonna be should be built around and should honestly book a lot real heavy, but it won't. And that's Mercedes Monet versus Azumi versus Hazuki for the IWGP women's title. And if they get more than 10 minutes, I think people will consider that a success. But they get Sands Wrestle Kingdom. People are gonna be pissed. So we'll see how that goes. Especially considering you have an IWGP television title match that is gonna go less than 15. ZSJ is good at getting you. Going straight to a 15-minute match, but it's going less than 15. So, yeah. 
And then you've got for the IWGP World Tag Team titles, Ozzy Open challenging Yoshiashi and Goto for the belts. Looking forward to that. And then Hiromu challenging the newest member of TMDK, Robbie Eagles. You ready for that match, Eric? Yeah. That one's going to be a good one. Absolute certified banga. And then the main event, Eric's real favorite guy in New Japan, Okada. Fuck Okada. Versus, see how much he loves him. I don't have to say much more. Okada defending against Sonata. I hope Sonata beats his ass. You hope Sonata does what to his ass? I hope Sonata beats his ass. <laughs> oh, Lord. You just want Sonata to live your fantasy. Okay. Listen, hey. no one's saying it. I'm not. Okay. Moving on. Um, with that being said, I just I just have to troll you since you want to go that route sometimes, man. And then uh with that being said, when we come back, the three of us are going to break down and recap a lot of WrestleMania cover weekend coverage. We will see y'all in a bit. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Lock us in and stay on target with Denver's brand new sci-fi radio. Only on KFX 101.6 The Mix. And just like that, we are back in... Bruh. I don't know what to say anymore. Uh. I don't know what to say. Let's just get into this WrestleMania weekend just because we know we have a lot of matches to review. Exactly. So we're going to start with the multiversal matches. Multiverse United, I should say. The New Japan slash Impact Wrestling collab of WrestleMania weekend. And legit, pretty okay show, all things considered, considering the knockouts championship fatal scheduled knockouts championship fatal four-way had to get altered to a individual the knockout title championship fatal four-way got altered to a number one contendership match due to a bust broken ribs by mickey james so, yeah, it's crazy. And then Josh Alexander, as we talked about last week, I think on here or via um, in social media, Josh suffered a torn ACL. So he's he, not ACL, torn tricep, excuse me. And he's done for a while. So yeah, he's gonna be out for at least six months. Unfortunately, we that puts us in the situation we are in of in need of a new world champion, which will crown in two weeks at Rebellion. Yep, and that will be decided between Kushida and Steve Macklin. Where honestly, I think Macklin's going over. 
yeah, it was like prior to that, everybody thought Macklin was going over. And now it's almost I mean, like again, I mean at this point, who knows? Everybody thought Cody was going over at WrestleMania and look what the fuck they we did. We will get to that. Scott Demore actually knows that our this is true. Scott Demore actually also does know the thing to... of continuity. Scott yeah, he Demore does know how to actually... continuity. Yeah, he does actually know how to book a book a good show. And speaking of Scott Demore, hey Scotty, take a look at the video I reacted to on our podcast channel at Respect the Combat. It's actually quite funny. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. So let's start with these matches. Enough context. So X Division Championship Scramble. Trey Miguel, Clark Connors, Frankie Gazarian, Kevin Knight, Rich Swan, and Rocky Romero. What would you guys rate it if you saw it? I'd give that like a solid 3.5. Same. Trigo? Same. But I mean, overall, I thought the I thought the match was fun. Clark Connors went Goldberg for like a minute or two and just started spearing everybody. I wouldn't say that's Goldberg because we all know he can't run FS. Go straight edge. <laughs> yeah. But moving on, Alex Coughlin, Callahan, Fred Rosser, and PCO versus Eddie Edwards, Joe Hendry, and Team Filthy. Standard 2.5. Multi-man tag match. Same. Trigo. Same. The Guns versus Bullet. No, skip that. I went one match a little bit too ahead. My bad. You've got Deanna versus Giselle. Deanna Prazo, Giselle Shaw, Masha Slamovich, Miu Yamasha. Winner got. Gets Jordan Grace and possibly Mickey James at Rebellion for the knockouts title. What would you rate that Fatal Four Way? I want to say a solid three five. I almost want to go a solid three. And I'd say a three five. Trico. Same. Three five or three. My thought on going three, and this is probably I don't think will end well. Because y'all notice outside of Tasha's maybe two-month reign that amounted to nothing, it's only ever been with the title Mickey, Deanna, and Jordan for like the last three years. This is true. That's kind of what upset me and made me not fully excited when I realized oh this the match set up and you're just going to stick all three of them in a triple threat at your new plan or put the title back on Jordan or Deanna so yeah I think hindsight kind of makes me want to change that to three but the match that I think would have been like I think the four or five Ace Austin and Chris Bay defending the tag titles against the Motor City Machine Guns, TMDK, and Aussie Open. What are y'all rating this? Um, I give that a solid four. I'd say four myself. Four.
Yeah, I'm going four or four five, which either way I'm fine with. So, yeah, it's crazy. And then Kushida versus Leo Rush. I'm curious now. Kushida versus Leo Rush. Four. Four. Here you go. Four. All right. And moving on to your co-main event. NJPW Strong Openweight title. Kenta versus Suzuki. (laughs) How much of a sadist are you for just violence? Five. Five stars. This match or just the fact you're for the violence? Match overall, I give it a four. The violence, six. Shriko. (laughs) Match a four. Four. Okay. And then the main event, which is kind of... This was kind of pre-announced, but... It feels random because of the WrestleMania weekend. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Mike Bailey. 3-7-5. Same. Trico. Tanahashi Same. and Bailey. 3-7-5. Okay. Moving on to Supercard Honor. Which I do think this card was rushed badly to the point where even a triple-A match, triple-A world title match made the card, and I'm like, bruh, not the timer place. Well, it's Tony, so... Yeah, and it's kind of old. Bruh, it's definitely old. I agree. So... Like you can't like three three, four years later, you just can't say it's Tony as an excuse anymore. I'm sorry. That's not I'm still an, it. I know, but is that an excuse for bad booking? I guess anymore? not. No. Exactly. That's why I'm like, bruh, like get your ish together into the so Starting off, Vikingo versus Commander for the AAA Mega Championship. I think just because there was like, and I'm going full package, not just the match when it comes to everything further down the card. Eric, mute yourself and go go get some water. Sorry. So for the AAA Mega Championship, Vikingo versus Commander, a match that was not built on ROH TV. I'm going to give it a three. Trico. Same. Eric, I'm going to move on and let you get a couple couple seconds. Embassy versus... uh, Embassy versus AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metal League. Action-wise, match-wise, a three. Entire story-wise, I gave it a two. Match-wise, I give it a three. Story-wise, I give it a squash. Uh, Thanks. 
We're, uh, <laughs> nothing was built on air, which is what we've been talking about. Like, yeah. Why? And besides, AR Fox, Fox have been. And this may have, like, actually saved both of Martin's legs for a night if they would have done this match rather than the match <laughs> they did. I hate to go that cynical, but yeah. The match kind of with a lot more build than people give it credit to is just Tony doesn't follow up on AEW Dark. Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki. Match-wise, story-wise, I'm going to give it a... Four? Because Athena tried to kill her. And... In ring wise, I'm gonna give it a three because it was like, bro, we all knew Athena was just gonna beat the crap out of her in the match because it's Athena being oh, Athena yeah. being a menace. So we knew this going in, nobody was surprised that yeah. it's gonna be a menace to society. That's been our gimmick for like the longest. Samojo yeah. versus in the first controversial match of the weekend, the bitch didn't let us break. Oh god, Athena versus um, overall. And did you rate the six man title? I'm sorry. No, I did. I said match, match, action quality three, uh, storyline quality squash. Okay. And yeah, go ahead with the uh, women's title match. I give that a three point five. Trico, Trico versus <laughs> Athena. And then the first controversial decision, I tried to get this out just because I knew you you were going to go on a rant over this one because it infuriated everybody. Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe for the TV title with Joe retaining. Story-wise, I'm going to give this like a two. Match-wise, I'm going to give this a... Three five, because like the story to honor his brother, and you didn't let the guy go over, at least for the TV title, especially since he doesn't want to do a standard tag match anymore because his original tag partner was his freaking brother. Like I was pissed about that too. I even said that why y'all didn't make this guy go make go over. Why? Yeah, I think everybody's in that general consensus. So, what did you guys rate Samoa Joe and uh, Briscoe? All things considered. Uh, I'd give that a three just because I wasn't happy with the outcome. Yeah. Well, here's a match that you want to talk about universe mode made with no build. Daniel Garcia versus Tanahashi. I'm giving that a, a warning. That's being generous on uh, everything. And maybe a three on action, in-ring action because Garcia is still not fully there yet. Agreed. And Truco, Garcia versus Tanahashi. What are you rate it? Mm. Either no, no, three out of five. 
Yeah. We're going to fight hard. And then um, I'm going to be very harsh, mainly because this one kind of got tainted because of pretty much a destroyed ankle. And we both said the Martins are injury prone, and this match kind of proved it. The Reach for the Sky ladder match for the tag titles. What do you guys have for it? Um, I'd give that a four because the match overall was entertaining to watch. Yeah, definitely a four. I'm gonna uh, go. Uh, I would I would have gave it a four a four out of five, but just what what happened to Dante? Damn. You wanted to give it a five. I'm gonna go three, five, and that's mainly the whole. Because like the first, the two things I remember from that match are Dante's injury and the Lucha Bros winning. Other than that, I don't remember too much from the ladder match, which in some cases is not a good, but it's not bad. Katsuyori Shibata beating Wheeler Yuta for the pure title. You guys get? All because you, you hate the Blackpool Combat Club for what they did to Hangman. Well, that and also because Katsuyori Shibata. Sure. Trico. Three out of five. I'm going to go four because Shibata is clean as heck. I wish it would have been Universe uh, Eagles just to get that run back from the best Super Juniors, but I'm glad Shibata got his moment in North America. And the end of the show, which was the first end of BS into a, a show that we've had that we had that weekend. Eddie versus Claudio for the I for the ROH World Title. Oh, three. Same. Trigo. Same. Stand and deliver, which kind of felt so random. And as I said earlier, Indy. Uh, Horace showed up and jumped the new NXT Women's Champion from the NXT Women's title ladder match. <clears throat> Index emerged and got Indy and gave Indy a new baby. Index emerged and got Indy a new baby. What did you think of the la- NXT Women's title ladder match? That bump from uh, Tiffany marks my perception of this match down, as well as the ending, so just to let y'all know. All right, gave my opinion, so, Eric, you can go. All right. Um, what, what was your rate, Trico? Uh, three out of five, because there was a point in the match that I was like, why are y'all just looking up? Just, like, climb the damn ladder. Like, they don't know how to climb the damn ladder. This is why I hate ladder match psychology in a multi-person matchup. And why I hate NXT for doing multi-person matchups. Multi-person ladder matches almost every freaking PLE. Because there's going to be that point. And like I said before, 
even though yeah, I'm gonna go with three by the way. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, Eric, like you would say, you and I know we don't like Tiffany Stratton, but she was the MVP of that match. She took a lot of bumps. Bro, like the dumbest one she took was that she jumped from the ladder to an empty pole to the floor. She jumped from a ladder to the floor because nobody caught her. And you saw three women because Indy like took tipped the ladder over. The spot was the typical ladder match spot where you tip the ladder over and something's supposed to catch you. You had three women outside and none of them caught her. From that point on, I'm like, come on now. I mean... Maybe people just didn't like... Just Don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm, <laughs> I know where you're going. Don't you dare. Just okay. give your rating. People just uh, don't 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 like her. Don't you dare. Just go for it. That's not a reason for trying to for essentially almost giving somebody a spinal injury. Move on. <laughs> What's your rating? I know where you I knew that was coming out so well. Move on and what's your rating on that ladder match? Oh, you don't even want to know the thought that just ran, ran through my head. 3.5 on the ladder match, but I mean, Tiffany might be able to go. She, she I believe she will be going uh, far in that company, mostly because of probably things she could do on her knees, a.k.a. Long, long, hey, 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 mute him right now, Trigo, for that. Mute him right now for that. <laughs> I'm not muted, teehee. No, Trigo, I'm dead serious. Like, mute him for that crap. You're you're in timeout. I'll cut that. I'll cut. Thank God. NXT tag title three way. Oh my God! There's no way I could have transitioned from that line right into this. Okay, I'll go from here. Uh, um, like I said, Gallus <laughs> defending against uh, Creeds and who was the third team? Jesus Christ. Oh. Okay, let, let me just say, uh, like I said before and um, in my review, it was a good tag team match, but I think the highlight when I we, when we saw Joe uh, Coffee return, I think that was just the, the highlight of that, of that match. Yeah, uh-huh. it was Gallus versus... Um, Breeze versus um, and the D'Angelo family. I just couldn't remember because it was like Tony D's known for like his random returns. So that's where I was like, wait, who was the third team? So it was cool. It's just out there. My bad. I'm spacing for a second. Jeez. Louise. And then we've got my. My say on that, I'm gonna go a three probably, just because, like you said, the highlight was the Coffee Brothers being reunited, and then, uh, sorry, I'm not mean when I'm hungry. Have a Snickers. Snickers satisfies. Snickers. We'll get to the Snickers branding in a minute. 
which, yeah. Still not fully justified with that, other than the near 80-year-old with the freaking pencil. And then, yeah. We're going from what happened there to it's just it was just a craziness. The NXT Fatal Five way NXT North American title fatal five way. Do I think they chose the right person to go over with Wesley? Yes. Do I think how they got there? I'm okay with it. It showcased the entire division, but also with how stacked that match was, I'm kind of nervous we're going to get a lot of multi-mans in the very near future for that title. I'm not excited for that. Well, like I said before, that that was the match of the night for me. 4.5. Yeah, 4.5. 4.5, yeah. Agreed. My match of the night is the next one. And I know, Trico, you got some blood lust and bloodthirst. And we're happy about this one. Because you literally cussed me and Eric out over it. <laughs> Grayson Waller versus Johnny Gargano. You all know you're going to rate this match a five. Just because of the bits that me and Eric do. This was a solid four, seven, five on my end. No, I give this a five. Yeah, five. The reason I say a five, you have the typical spot of the wife or significant other of the baby face get her licks in just to get intimidated and almost chase soft spot. I'm not as big a fan when either the baby face or the heel do it because I'm like, really? That's how we um, just let this go by? All right. And then the match, I got a butt of 475 on that. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn winning the NXT Women's Tag Titles from Kiana James and Fallon Henley. I don't know why this is on the main card over, but I kind of can tell now why it was on the main card versus the others. Which was the schism versus Chase You and Tyler Bate. I understand that. But yeah. Yeah, seeing the internal situation that they had. Yeah, I understand why this was on that card. So I am okay with it. I just think this is was a bad match with a very bad story. Yeah. So I'm a... And even I think this is generous, a one. Because, like, why were your titles held up in a love triangle for the longest in a love story? Not building up a few, but they were tied up in a love story. Yeah. The Hatfields and the Poise. And then the main event, which I'm going to say just now, I'm going to give a four to Carmelo Hayes before the double turn 
versus Braun Breaker for the NXT title. And that's right, Braun Breaker, the son of Rick Steiner, had to turn heel and drop the belt. After well, let's let's be honest here. Did he really necessarily turn heel on Tuesday? I mean, did everybody just completely forget about what Trick Williams did on Saturday? True, and that's why I gave it a four. Yeah, no, but that's the, but that's the um that's what but that's what they do. Um but everybody was um was cheering for that. But um the reason why Breaker had to turn heel because of everything that was happening because a lot of in the past couple um I think weeks or months Ron Breaker has been has been been booed. So I think that's why they had to turn him heel. They had to yeah, because he had gotten super seen. It's essentially him, Bianca, somewhat Gunther. Well, there's a difference between Braun and Bianca. There's a difference. Braun been beating everybody except Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Braun had beat everybody but Carmelo and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> The fact the only person to beat him for that title in the last few years outside of Carmelo was Dolph Ziggler is hilarious. And then, like I said before in the review, um, Carmelo Hayes is the first person since Samoa Joe to the win the NSD title at a premium live event. I hate that man. name on a burning passion. Eric, go ahead. Um, no, I gave the match. I give the match a four. Okay. <laughs> and now here goes the divisiveness. Welcome to WrestleMania. WrestleMania Saturday. And we are starting with a very controversial finish. Austin Theory versus John Cena US title. A three. And that's being generous because it's Cena. With the three ball spot. Trico. A two. That finish, man. And the fact they had to do the a rough a rough bump into Cena wins lull only to get screwed up the title. Stupid. And then men's tag team showcase. I'm gonna give that a three five. I get three. Three? Three, Eric. five. Okay. Logan Paul and and I guess in parentheses KSI versus Seth Rollins with a conduct a conductor versus a zip line for the entrances. Logan try to beat Shawn Michaels. Logan try to beat Shawn Michaels. Only to get KSI hit a splash on KSI. So, it's a five for that moment of Logan Paul beating up KSI and both of them getting destroyed. The match was a solid four. All in all. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Trico, do you rate this one? Uh, 4.5. Okay. The match that pissed me off more than anything, night one, Trish Saras, Becky Lynch, and Lita versus Damage Control. Goodbye, Damage Control. 
Goodbye, Goodbye. Here's the thing. At this point, just book a six woman between it damage control, they disband against Becky versus Raquel versus versus Becky, Raquel, and Bianca. The three people, them three idiots cannot beat. And if damage control loses, they disband. Book that match. Call today. Oh, and here's the kicker. Since NXT, that's the three that have beaten their ass individually and collectively. Raquel, Bianca, and Becky on every occasion. In the discussion. I want to give this lower than the goofball match. I'm going to give it a one. In the discussion. Tell us how you really feel. Eric, what you got for this match? Even though it's Trish and Lita. I give it like a two. Shriko, did you give yours? 2.5. Okay. The match that should have just been no DQ for everything that went on during the match. Because the baby face should have got DQ'd like three times and the ref just waited off. Rey Mysterio versus his convict son. Excon Don. What you give that one? Four and a half stars. <laughs> and this is coming from somebody that would say F them kids. Chico, I mean, go I ahead. Mean, I mean, I typically do when I'm at work and they usually have that little thingy pop up on the credit card screen saying, would you like to donate a dollar to the children's hospital, blah, blah, blah. And I usually go, nah, fuck them kids. Wait, yeah. it depends on which type of kids are we dealing with. Trigger with the match. Let me finish. Don't interrupt. And like I was saying, four out of five. Okay. Well, yeah. If you guys want to hear my review, why I say where where it's gonna go afterwards. It is uploaded, so y'all can check that out. Oh, Lord. You ready the match already? Yeah, I said four. I said four. Four or five on the next one, because it is... And the point five rather than a five was simply for the build being centered around ex-condom just showing up trying to have Charlotte cheat on Andrade. Numb cheat on his IRL fiance, and that being Charlotte versus Rhea for the SmackDown Women's title. Knowing that Charlotte wanted to take time off makes me consider putting this down to a four. But the build was basically wrong. Ex Condom being a prude. What do you? No, nah, I give it a five. Oh yeah, it the match slapped itself. Go ahead, Chico. <laughs> Yeah, I say five, five because uh, that was definitely a match of the night for me. My match of the night is coming up. But it's not this next one. Pat McAfee versus The Miz, no DQ. <laughs> this match was on Wiki- their Wikipedia, so <laughs> unfortunately I have to acknowledge it. Squash. Squash match, 100%. 
I'm sorry, this match was actually on just like the other two matches. Two matches involving Miz, we'll talk about that we're on night two, even though this match shouldn't be on there. This three, this four minute match that involved George Kittle beating up Miz. As well, so. say, at, least, at least the night two incident was funny. You're you're sick. What do you yeah, mean I'm sick. Hey, just like we say, beat up John Cena. Well, we're going beat up the Miz and fuck the Miz and fuck the Miz. now, Miz. Who else do you want to screw in WWE, Trico? How else how you really feel? Moving on to the undisputed tag title main event. Between the Usos, KO, and Sammy, my freaking match of the night, even with finisher span. At the end, I'm giving that match a five. Bro, like I I said before, um, the ending was so good, just like the the ending at WrestleMania 30 was so good. And And then they botched it. And then they botched the entire weekend. Not the entire weekend got minced. Excuse me. My bad. But like I said, um, five out of five for that one. Eric? Yeah, I give a five out of five on that one, too. All right. Going to night two of WrestleMania. And this is actually crazy. I see title three-way. Gunther defending and extending his undefeated ship. Huh? You skipped. Look at the many a weekend match ratings that I gave you. This is the order that I have. Who do I skip and what I skip? Hold up, bro. He's doing it wrong. So you had the opening of Brock versus uh, Omos. Trico, did you you look at. What I had, I'm going off the list that I put in the Google Doc. Did you go straight to Wikipedia? I know. That match is on here. Let me go down this list because that's the list I'm looking at. Did you not look into, and I can't believe we're doing this on air because you did that. Did you not look at the list so you didn't have to open Wikipedia? Bro, I'm not even on Wikipedia. I'm not even on. Trust me, but that's the list I'm going off of because that's so I had found the gigs. Whatever, moving on. Whatever. Trying to help, man. Trying to help. So, trust me, we'll get to that stupid stupidness in a minute. But Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew, I see title. Sponsored by Lemonade. Sponsored by Lemonade. That was really sponsored by Lemonade? Yes. Oh, my God. Do you not watch the show? Do you not watch the I didn't show? watch it live, okay? Do you not? Yeah. I didn't watch it live, but yeah. But... That show has so many, uh, even Night One has so many sponsors. That kind of tells you when they did, did the freaking UFC uh, merger. No, the fact it was just bad. 
Bro, Ray versus Don was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, which they literally put Sol Ruka in one of the Cinnamon Toast Crunch costumes. Yeah. But back to the match, Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. Is there any way any combo of these three have a bad match that's not going to make you like just want to throw up? Nope. Five out of five. <laughs> End of discussion. Eric. Five out of five. Hands down, five out of five. Yes. It was an amazing match. And we go from a five to the other end of the spectrum. Women's tag team showcase. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it. Just one, because the men's showcase was better than the women. Was better than the yeah. Think of the quality of who in, was in the match. There is no debate. It was a, It was bad. <laughs> Yeah, I gave, I'm gonna give it a this is my lowest match, like scheduled match. And it's so can I yeah, I'm gonna give it a 0.5. I'm gonna give it a 0.5 because I have my zero coming out. Because it was a mess. Edge versus Finn Hell in a Cell, 4.75. I give it a five. Man, the reason I, the reason I, I would have gave it a five, but but based on what happened uh, during the match, I give it a four point five. Like, how do you stop a match with freaking someone bleeding in a hell in a cell match? What uh, the did fuck you not is see how that gash? Did you not see what? I was gonna see. Did you not see how big the gash was in his head? The Who man gives the, the fuck. It's a hell in a cell match. You don't stop this shit. It was for a man dying and has a okay. If a man's head is legitimately split open, like split open, not like a little tiny cut or some shit, like yeah, you stop the freaking match and make sure he still has a piece of his head. Bro, John Moxley bleed like a pig every time. Yeah, nobody stopped that. Oh, John Moxley's bleeding like a pig pig half the time because he's bleeding. Exactly, you're comparing. What happened on Sunday to a John Moxley match? Are you serious right now? Bro, Finn would continue that match anyway. That's how the beast he is. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I gave it a five. Is because, like, even after he got his head fucking split open, he still fucking went another 10, 15 minutes. With a split skull and had to get, like, 14 staples and probably a concussion. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I give that match a five out of five. And, and I that's the same reason I gave him a four seven five because the man did it with a cracked skull. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I was like, "Don't make the, the demon weak like that." Don't make the demon weak like that. At the end of the day, the demon is a character. The man could have died in the cell, and you and you are pissed off because you wanted the man to die. Thought the man would have. Would have been okay with the man dying in the cell, Trico. Shut up. You cannot kill the demon. You cannot kill the Jesus Christ. Didn't I just say the man is a character? Just move on. Just move on. Sadly, we're going to move on into the two matches that I hated the most this weekend. Two slash three. Brock versus Omos. Squash. Two. A two. I give it a squash. Miz versus Snoop. 
and Shane. <laughs> but Wikipedia says Miz versus Snoop, but it was Miz versus Shane, then Shane. Da, da, da. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> um uh the Miz versus Shane part, uh 0.5 because his legs couldn't handle it. And then his, his legs couldn't handle running to the ring. And I'm I'm sorry, just because like you could genuinely tell Snoop just did that on the fly, like five out of five, just because just because that whole thing was fucking hilarious. Like, which like even said like at the press conference, Snoop did it on the fly by himself. Yeah, no, the fact he did all that on the fly, like five out of five. I have a whole new level of respect for Snoop Dogg now. Triple H literally said that in the press conference. He gained so much more love and respect for Snoop just doing it because, like, Shane almost destroyed himself, destroyed his own yeah. body. Yeah, because he's trying to act like a fucking luchador at 50 plus years old. Oh, Lord. And then fucking Snoop just comes out of nowhere and just clocks the Miz. And he's just like, You do that to him, cuh? I'm just like, Oh, shit. I'm like, Wait, this just got interesting. Yeah. Even though it's a mismatch and a misbeatdown. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just because of the fact he did that 100% on the fly and that was not planned whatsoever. And I genuinely, I also genuinely thought how he was bouncing off the ropes was funny as shit. Uh, You see how slanky this dude is in his 50s? Yeah. I I genuinely thought the whole, the whole shtick was funny as fuck. Uh, Five out of five for me. Ain't yeah, nothing but a like, DJ, baby. Huh? Ain't yeah, nothing but a DJ, baby. Was more the host of Mania than Miss. <laughs> Snoop was more the host of Mania than Miss. Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny, especially with the first night when he had the whole Pat McAfee thing, and he's just like, "Nah, bro, you do you." He's like, "You wrestle, I rap." <laughs> oh lord! Which apparently now Snoop Bur- also wrestles. Oscar versus Bianca for the Raw Women's title. 3.5, just because I it, it, what I wanted to happen did not happen. And now we are still stuck in the stale female Cena era. Bruh, like I said before, that dark cloud that used to be on Sasha is still on Oscar. It's still on. Gonna... The only reason I'm going to give this a 3.75 is because Bianca did honor one of the dancer the Divas of Compton dance crew that lost her mother literally WrestleMania weekend. And that got brought to Triple H's attention, I think maybe right after that entrance. And that was because everything. So the fact they gave that little girl her moment to not only be and it was a contortionist, by the way, everybody. That little girl, the moment just to be front and center on camera, but also to dance with probably one of her biggest run, her one of her idols at WrestleMania. That's a moment that she can actually take into the in the rest of her life. Yeah. Because yeah, knowing no, the second it. she gets home. She won't be able to tell her mom about that moment. Yeah, no, I get it. So, 
Trigo. You give yours. Wait, what did I miss? Uh, um, Bianca versus Oscar. Did you give no, yours? No, I think I missed a uh, rating on one. I think I missed. Okay. Oh yeah, I know what I missed. Okay. Um, Shane versus Miz zero. Snoop. <laughs> Snoop. Yes. Snoop uh, five, five out of five. AKA beat the Miz. AKA fuck the Miz again. And then Bianca versus Oscar. Here you go. You gotta three. stop, man. I don't care. Sue me. I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm talking about your obsession with like doing stuff to these dudes. I don't care. Sue me. I don't care. Yeah. Bianca versus Moving Oscar. on, because before Trico gets too happy to the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> Not too. Roman versus Cody with the most Vince McMahon level of WrestleMania finish ever. Okay, before we get Samoans, move on. Samoan Spike, one, two, three. Uh, little kids, if y'all upset, uh, come here. Let me talk to y'all for a second. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, guys. It's just going to build up Cody to be even more bigger hero. Okay? And I explained this before. Just look at what happened with Daniel Bryan, uh, Bianca, and even Roman himself. Just look at what, what they had to go through. It's going to be okay. That's all I got to say. And then Brock killed him 24 hours later. Again. He got chopped in the stabbed in the throat by Solo. And then Brock just killed him the night later. <laughs> well, let me just say this. Never shake hands with Brock. Never shake hands. Never shake hands. Cody technically didn't shake hands. He hugged him. Same difference. <laughs> he <laughs> hugged him and then Brock tried to kill him. And then Brandy's response on Twitter was priceless. Same with Dustin's. Brandy's was like, can't trust no damn body with the Maddie emoji. And then uh, Dustin just had the middle finger. <laughs> I'm in tears, y'all. I'm dead. Brock and that is hilarious. And then uh <sighs> I'm gonna go three. No four. Eric. I'll give it a four. Yeah, that ending none. Because who's left? The, outside of like busting up the bloodline, who's left? Well, um, there are plenty of fuse for Roman with uh, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, uh, and Cody, and there was another person I forgot. That was another person. That was another. I mean, with the man that has the pencil, and he's had a year to go back to those feuds. You really think he's going to go back to him now? Wait, he never had a one-on-one -on -one match with Bobby yet. Uh, besides the triple threat with Big E. Besides that triple threat. You never had but here's the thing. Like I said, with the goofball that doesn't understand the word continuity with the pencil again. I don't want to hear about shit, Vince, right now. Uh, we already been through that. Let's just move on with this goofy punk ass. Ooh, punk ass. Unfortunately, we're going to have to 
move on with this goofy self because he's the one with the freaking pencil right now. <laughs> so it's upsetting, but what do we got to do? It's so stupid. Uh, yeah, but uh, anything you guys want to plug? Because I know it's been crazy and didn't realize that we've been raining for about two hours. And surprisingly, I thought it was going to be a lot longer. So, um, well, um, like always, um, if you haven't already, check out journeyhempco.com. Busy infused beverages, number one infused beverage company in the country currently. Um, very tasty beverages. Our seltzers are only two calories per can. We have a new flavor releasing um, in a couple of weeks. Our first Delta 9 seltzer, Peach Bliss. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Should be dropping in a couple of weeks. Yep. So, Trigo? Uh, for, for our next episode of Trinology News Talk, we will be doing a, mu- a movie review uh, not only on air, but also Mario! And for me, it's just same old, same old, and it feels good to be back. Yeah. And uh, with that, two fingers, we need Trick on Eric. We out. Later, y'all.